Welcome to the How to Thrive After a Toxic Relationship podcast. My name is Rachel Young, and in this podcast, we delve into deep topics about what we can do to not only move on with our lives after a toxic relationship, but how to thrive. For more information and to sign up for my transformational six-week How to Thrive After a Toxic Relationship healing program, visit www.thrivingwithrachel.com. You can also find me on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. All right, let's get started on today's episode. Today, I'm going to talk about why we attract toxic relationships. I look at the world around me, and I see people living their lives in all sorts of relationships. Some are in seemingly happy relationships, while others are in obviously unhappy relationships. And I have to ask myself, why is this? Why do some people get so lucky as to find the right mate, while others are duped and disillusioned by the torment of abuse, whether the abuse is mental, verbal and emotional, or even physical? I look at my own life experience and how I myself have two failed, toxic, super unhappy long-term relationships. Tumultuous, chaotic, miserable years these were. So bad, there were times I wanted to disappear, to run away from my life and start fresh somewhere else with a new identity. Or what's worse, I at times wanted to, you know, end it all. If you're listening to this podcast, you most likely can relate to these feelings. Toxic relationships can cause us to question life itself. The pain is sometimes unbearable. So it can make you wonder, is something wrong with me? Is something wrong with all the people who are living in or have experienced unhappy and toxic relationships? Why are we not easily finding compatible mates? like some of these other lucky people? The answer to this question, well, it's complicated. Nothing is necessarily wrong with myself or you or others who have experienced this toxic sort of relationship. Yet at our core, in our innermost subconscious, there is a wound. This wound is deep and it is old. It has most likely been there since early childhood. This wound may have been created before we even remember. It may have been created from years of witnessing unhealthy relationship modeling by the adults around us while we were growing up. We may be trained codependents, self-sabotagers, complacent, or unable to stand up for ourselves, to say no to believe in our own sense of self-worth. We may have patterns so ingrained into our thoughts, beliefs, and actions that we are unable to see that we are the common denominator in our toxic relationships. There is good news, friends. These wounds can be healed. The childhood traumas that are holding us back from living in harmonious, loving, and toxic-free relationships can be dealt with at a core level and integrated into our experience now. One of the key ways to integrate these traumas so we can heal and move past them 
is through the interactive healing meditations and my six-week How to Thrive After a Toxic Relationship healing program. In these healings, we literally go deep into the areas of our subconscious where these traumas are stuffed under the surface, uncover them, and transmute them for good. I myself discovered one of the reasons I have always been so self-conscious and didn't feel I was as smart or as deserving as the people around me. I uncovered that my earliest memories in life, around the age of three or four, were of being bullied by my older siblings. They would literally make fun of me for anything and everything that came out of my mouth. I would say something sweet, cute, and innocent, silly, or quirky, and they would call me dumb, stupid, or worse. They would literally point and laugh at me. Over time, I learned it was better just to keep quiet so as not to get made fun of. I would do anything to get their approval. Going into adulthood, I realized I was still trying to do anything and everything to get their approval. Not only theirs, but everyone around me, especially the toxic relationships I was attracting. I was always the people pleaser, desperate for a sense of worthiness. My survival monkey brain had been literally rewired for survival. That's why I changed my personality in early childhood, to survive. I didn't know I had a choice. Now, when I was an adult, I found myself attracted to my first toxic relationship. Of course, there were very, very many red flags. Red flags like he would get angry at me and not talk to me for hours, but refused to tell me why he was angry. I would cry and beg him to tell me why he was angry. Finally, he would tell me, and it would be for one small thing I had unknowingly done hours earlier. Our day together was ruined, and I couldn't understand why. It was all so tormenting and wasteful. This is a very small example of the many red flags that cropped up in the, in the early, early weeks we first started dating. A person with a healthy and strong sense of self who knows their worth and value would not have continued in this relationship. They would have said, well, it's nice to know you. Thanks for your time, but I'll be moving on now. They would have gone on with their life, refusing to sell for less than what they are worth. They would have waited for someone kind, authentic, and caring. They would not allow themselves to get caught up in the mind games of a narcissist who has wounded themselves and playing out their own childhood traumas in unhealthy and toxic ways. But then there was me, just happy that a man liked me enough to date me. Sure, he was cruel and unusual, but I didn't know I deserved better. Even if I did, I certainly didn't want to be alone and single again. It was scary. What if I didn't survive? My subconscious programming was so developed that I put up with the mind games, which evolved into emotional and verbal abuse, a 10-year off-and-on-again relationship that ended in a nasty divorce. But it gave me my three beautiful sons. When it was over, I took time for myself. I didn't jump into another long-term relationship right away, but I threw myself into work. As a small business owner, I became a workaholic, and when I wasn't at work, I was running from charity event to happy hour to board meeting. 
When I was home, I wasn't paying attention to myself or my kids. I was on social media, working on my computer, doing whatever I could do to not face my demons. So when a new relationship blossomed and seemed like literally the man I'd been praying for, hoping for, daydreaming would show up, I was pumped. I moved him into my townhouse with me and my boys and immediately had him start helping me run my business. This was less than four months after meeting him. Well, I'm not going to get into the details of what happened next, perhaps in another podcast, but what I want to say is that in no way, shape, or form was I ready for that relationship. There were deep, deep wounds that had never been healed. And unfortunately, it ended up being another toxic relationship, but this time, it took my business down with it. After that, I was so <laughs> lost and depressed, even suicidal, although I would never leave my boys like that. I mean, I was totally rock bottom. Then I found a way to face my demons once and for all. The people-pleasing, the codependency, the self-sabotage. Now, I'm not perfect, and healing is not a linear process at all. Things continue to come up, and I continue to do my inner work and heal, heal, heal. But this gunk, this subconscious muck that is holding us back from living our full potential, it really can be faced. It can be cleared out. We can thrive after a toxic relationship. I can't wait to tell you more. That's it for today. See you next time. Thank you so much for joining me on today's podcast. For more information and to sign up for my transformational six-week How to Thrive After a Toxic Relationship Healing Program, please visit www.thrivingwithrachel.com. You can also find me on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. Have a thriving day.